and welcome to Ridiculously Imperfect. I'm Emily. And I'm Kelsey. And we are here to share life stories while embracing our imperfections. Each episode, we dig deep into the highs and lows of life, tackling topics with authenticity and humor. Our stories are meant to be told, not buried. Join us in being ridiculously imperfect. Hey, friends. Welcome back to Ridiculously Imperfect. What's up? Yay. We I can't believe we're in February. I know. Like this. It's crazy. Ugh. Where did January go? You blink and it's over. Yeah. I mean, I was gone a lot, but. You were. <laughs> we had Traveling. all sorts of stuff going on in January, but it still just felt like it was so incredibly fast. So. Yeah. Such is life. Oh, my goodness. Well, as of today, so we are recording right now is, so I guess it's not February yet. It is the last day of January. It is January 31st, and we've shared this many a time, but we record in advance to give ourselves, you know, some space. And as of this morning on January 31st, we had 1,771 downloads. It's like, oh my gosh. It's so exciting. Yes, because when we got to 1,000, we, I mean, we didn't know what to expect. And then I now, had no idea what like, it meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaac was like, congratulations. And I'm like, thanks for what <laughs> and he just was like explaining it to me how exciting it is yes and yeah it is awesome yes yeah, so thank you everyone who's listening thank you for sharing our podcast with other people thanks for communicating with us on the socials as we've said before we would love 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 for you to send us your stories yes and actually one we talked about earlier today you want to give the premise of that of stories they should send in and then I'll be sure to put it on the socials about the vacation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we would love for you to send in any crazy, fun, hilarious stories with mishaps or, uh, did not quite go as planned family vacations. Um, just they can be little blurbs, the full story, whatever. We would love to share those on an upcoming talk that we're gonna do yes yeah and we so email it to us that's probably the easiest it's ridiculously imperfect at gmail.com and just our name ridiculously imperfect i realized when i said it's ridiculously imperfect that's not our email ridiculously imperfect at gmail.com got it (laughs) and you can find it on our website or on our socials like our emails all throughout there but yeah just send us your your crazy vacation stories because we got to talking about future episodes and brainstorming and we we knew from day one we wanted this to be a project that involved other people not just us and not just our stories because we wanted to have a big reach reach our arms around the world as much as we can and so this is a fun way to do that so this is a call out to you if you've got a great story or if you have a friend who has a great story um, of course please always send in your stories don't speak for other people is probably the best rule of thumb yeah 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 so but send them in to us but if if you know oh your friend has a great story have them send it to us yes please and they can stay anonymous but if they just share the story itself like yeah um to give some yeah laughs and fun yes. we would love it for sure yeah but that's a good point it can be anonymous yes. if you're like oh, i don't want anyone tracing this back to me totally fine we won't say your name and we will just share the story anonymously but anyway that's our call to action from all of our listeners but before we move into our topic since we have 1771 downloads i thought we could take a moment of silence for 
a, a second for each download we had, which I did the math. It's 29 minutes and it's 29.52 minutes. <laughs> so do you want to do that? <laughs> and go. Yeah. So but the next 29 minutes, you're just going to hear us breathe. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. That would be so awkward. That would be I was so like, awkward. what could we do to signify the 1771? I'm like, oh, a moment of silence. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we're not doing that. But instead, we are going to talk about something that is coming up in this week. So this is going to air on February 8th. And what happens soon to February 8th? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yes. So fun, right? Or uh, so fun Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how it has changed over the years. Yes, yeah. We were just chatting about how when you're a kiddo and you start caring about such things, it's so exciting and has maybe some mystery to it. And I always thought I was going to get a secret admirer note. I don't know if you did. I always my entire childhood was just waiting for the day that I was going to get a secret admirer note. I never got one. Did you? I No. And I don't know. As a kid, like I was just more excited about which Valentine I was going to pick out. Like, was it going to be the Barbie mm-hmm. one this year or yep. whatever? Um, I don't ever remember connecting it to love. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like a fun activity thing. Okay. Yeah. Probably until what? seventh grade maybe sixth seventh grade when you kind of started liking boys yeah um and i did have like one little crush in grade school but remember i was in such a small school too oh yeah so it was different and there was no really way to probably have a secret admirer like drop mm-hmm. you something so i don't remember that <laughs> specifically having Wait, that did but. you have a crush in elementary school oh yeah Lots. and then he was like <laughs> No, just one. Ugh. Just one particular. And um, then he ended up being like a brother to me. And that's how I see him now, too. Like, Aww. he became a significant part of our family. Um, but when we were young, it was so cute. And all through from kindergarten on, like, it was me and Nick. Oh, So, yeah. And I remember, like, when the it was kindergarten and my birthday party, he got, there was one nice store in town. And he got me this super cute outfit on my birthday, like, super nice. His mom and dad were so nice. Oh, my gosh. And I still remember that. And when the planetarium would come to school. So, by this time, we're probably, like, fourth or fifth grade. So, you would go in to learn about the stars. It was dark. And if we sat by each other, we would hold each other's hand. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so cute. Okay. I was so like, fun. wait a second. What's the planetarium coming to school? <laughs> like, the they would bring it in the gym and, like, blow it up. Like, look like a little igloo thing. What? And you would go inside, and it was completely dark, and then they'd have the stars on the ceiling. And you that would... so Yeah, cool. we'd learn about astronomy. It uh, was really cool. We did never have that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it just makes me smile thinking yes. about that. Yeah. Oh, that's so And then fun. as we got older, we were, like, such good friends, and he became, like, really a brother. There were summers he would spend out, help my mom on the farm. So, I have always... Yeah, we've always had that bond. Did you so ever fun. date at all or talk about dating? Um, I think he probably wanted to. We maybe hinted at it. There might have been a movie or two we went to and we'd hold hands. Oh. I don't think we ever kissed. <laughs> we never had any serious talks about it. Mm. But I think we called it dating yeah. for a period of time. You know how it was? Like, and you could yes. go to the movie or hang out. 
Um, I do remember giving him a necklace one time. Oh. It was black and blue. I can, yeah. I think it had a, it was a yin yang, actually, oh my when gosh. those were in. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's true. They were in. Yeah. So many things. But then we just always had this special bond. I think there came a time where we knew, like, it wasn't a romantic type of thing. Mm-hmm. But even through high school, he was just more like my brother. We were always there to support each other mm-hmm. in whatever it was. Yeah. And um, we went through like first communion together at church because we went to church together too. And um, what else? We had Some other classes we had to take at church. But then I clearly remember like at um, high school graduation, um, he pulled me aside and he had given, he gave me this bracelet and it's engraved. Um, so that's super special to me. I still have that. Oh, yeah. I keep that in my jewelry box. What a cool story and friendship. Like my, and yeah. so I, yeah, I'm thinking my, I was boy crazy from the moment I realized I was boy crazy. I just, oh, geez. I'm, I'm so happy that Danica's not like that. <laughs> or maybe she is a little bit, but not, I don't think to the extent I was. So the, my first kiss and I, I don't think it was reciprocated, so I don't know if it even counts, <laughs> but I can't remember his name. I want to say it was Zach, but I told two of my girlfriends I really wanted to kiss him, and I'm pretty sure this was in first grade, and so they helped me hold him down, Oh my and gosh. I kissed him. It was not on the lips. It was on the cheek, but it's kind of scary. Like, it was a little aggressive for yeah, first, for first grade. grader, <laughs> and I shockingly didn't get in trouble for it, uh, but man, I was just always, always boy crazy, and... The from the moment that I could have a boyfriend, I think I always did, which is I don't I don't know what the psychology is behind that, but <laughs> but I I did have a couple good good friends that similar to what you were talking about that um, two of them in particular one I did date for a hot minute and we were both like this feels wrong yeah because you're like my brother and you're like my sister and we had a similar relationship all the way through high school just we were we were each other's people and yeah. um, like he'd say the sister from another mister type of thing. Cause that's what people used to say. Uh-huh. Uh, but then brother from another mother. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so um, yeah, like calls at two in the morning, like that sort of thing that we are just, we always had each other's backs. And then the other one we, we did date for a while and that was my like first love and first like for real heartbreak. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was that in high school? Uh, it was earlier. middle and high school. Okay. Yeah. It bled over. Yeah. And it was like of epic proportions. And that's where I always look back and think, is it more because I lost my mom or because it was epic mm-hmm. in my opinion? But I think when you're 14, 15, everything's huge and big. Right. I was right? going to say, yeah, exactly. And that was what was relevant at the time. Right. You right then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. went through that, too. And so <laughs> there was, it was not an incredibly long time ago. Jacob was like, he said something about love. And he was really hurt that I had told him I had been in love before him. And he's like, well, saying it's different than being in love. I'm like, well, then you're lying. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. And he was a little like, oh, my gosh, you said I love, to, I love you to quite a few people. And I was like, yeah, I did. But I didn't think that you would take that so personally. <laughs> of all the other things, there's a lot more to be upset about than how many people I said I love you to. But um, yeah, it's just, it, that's so funny. Because I guess he never had that. Okay, He had casually dated, but it wasn't, he had never had like a serious person. Right. Until me. So 
Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. The idea of that being hard for somebody, like, right. that idea. Because, like, um, I guess not until a college relationship would have been probably the first time I said I love you. Even, like, my first love, what I thought in high school, I don't think we ever said I love you to each other. Ah. Isn't that interesting? Well, again, I was boy crazy. I was always, like, shy <laughs> and very nervous to do those, to, like, say that and all that. Yeah. I don't know that we ever did. Um, but, so I think, it, I feel like college, that relationship was the first time. And at the time, I thought that was love. It turned out to not be yeah. a loving relationship at all. And then when I found that with Brandon, would have been the next one, where I'm right. like, oh, this is actual love. And yeah. this is what it's supposed to feel like. Um, but I never thought about that. And how that, that's interesting. Yeah. I think that. But I also think it's a big piece of that is we are molded by who we are with. And yeah. a, so my, my cousin, Christy, when my sister Margot went through a really hard breakup, she told Margot to envision like each of us are a ball of clay and every relationship you have molds that ball of clay yeah. and that you're eventually getting molded to be the person you're supposed to be when you are find your person. And so I always use that frame of mind to be like, okay, this is like molding me to be who I'm supposed to be. And so with that, with me being Jacob's first serious relationship, we had a lot of issues because, and and, and some of them more juvenile than others, but some were a really big deal because he had never learned that from anyone else. Right. And you had and, kind of been through those things and, already. Yeah. And yeah. I had been through several kind of more on the serious side of things. And then one particular that um, was not a healthy relationship. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize how badly I was treated until one day I, I, it was like a light bulbs turned on. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this, I'm done. Like, get yeah. out of this. But all of those helped form and shape me. And so I'm not saying there's like a right and wrong way to do this, but it was, it's so, I don't, I honestly haven't thought about this in a while other than whenever it came up with him, but just the whole concept of him being like, you know, your love for me should be all that's in your heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, yeah, but this is how I got here. Right. And exactly. if I hadn't gone through all that and learned how to love properly and mm -hmm. how to accept love properly, I probably wouldn't have been the person that you fell in love with anyway. Right. So, yeah. I mean, and you're not in love with those people oh, anymore right. either. No. Yeah. And the weight of those words in those other relationships. It was what it was at that time. Right. And then that's done. But yeah. I love that idea of like molding in the clay. Yeah. You know, that is a beautiful way to look at it. And then yeah. I think about ugh, what my clay looks like all through that process. <laughs> it was really ugly at some time. I think mine looked like uh, <laughs> taking just, it was more like wet clay and somebody threw it against the wall and yeah, then it splattered it everywhere together. and it just was not so pretty but when before we started recording we were talking about heartbreak and I'm thinking about my like the serious relationship I had when I lost my mom and that was that heartbreak was so so real because we'd been together in middle school and he broke up with me and then like a year later in middle school we got back together and then I eventually broke up with him but when he broke up with me in seventh grade my mom got in my bed and cried with me Aww. and that is Honestly, I know it's such like a sad memory, but for me, 
it is one of my favorite memories of her because she could have been doing anything else or said, you're in seventh grade, get over it, especially because I now have a seventh grader. But, um, and Danica knows the story because I've told her, I'm like, I weirdly can't wait for the day that I can just lay in bed and cry with you yeah, and just be sad with you because it is a big deal when you're mm-hmm. that age. And when, when that's your world and you know, you're writing in the mo- notebooks, Mrs. Emily so-and-so, and then, uh, you know, you, your heart gets broken because you're sure that's the guy you were going to marry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think about too, is like, how do we, well, doing that crawling in bed with them and crying through them with it and loving them through it is yeah. what, is so important but i'm always like oh i mean i know it's the lessons that they have to learn and you have to go through that in life so yeah. that they can mold their own clay but then you also just want to protect them from it because you know how hard it was and how much yeah. it hurt and but then also i guess that will make me a better mom and maybe a better support when that time comes for my kiddos you know right. to walk through them with that because i've experienced it and i've been there but then how do you relay that to them like no like I really get it I'm not you know right um and I think those acts of doing that exact thing just sitting with them and if it's silence or crying or whatever um can really like that's an act of love right there yeah you know and just whether they see it at the time or not that's what I think back to like I remember my mom was there I remember my dad who doesn't say much (laughs) I remember one night I must have just been crying. Like, I was just so heartbroken. And then after the fact, I had some health issues and things that had started to come up as well. And I was just in a really bad space. And I remember him sharing then with me his first love heartbreak. And I was like, this is, oh my gosh, this is so shocking. And just like, you will heal and you'll grow and you'll learn from this and you'll Mm -hmm. be okay. And I still just i remember that so clearly but i think it's you know it's a rite of passage we it it happens to all of us right um and so it's yeah i i'm not looking forward to that my kiddos (laughs) right and i just i love that moment of vulnerability that your dad had with you because yeah he is a man of few words and so for him Mm -hmm. to just be able to be like hey i actually have a story for you and yeah and you do come out of it and There, there is a there. Uh, there's another like the other side mm-hmm. that does exist because, right. um, especially whenever you're, if your identity is so tied up in someone else, and then they tell you like you're not enough or you're not for me, it can you can truly like spiral in such mm-hmm. really severe ways. Yeah. So yeah. oh, for real. But <laughs> you know, life does go on and it gets better and. Yeah. That was a season. Yes. And now, you know, then you move on to the next season of college and then the next steps of relationships. And that was not pretty. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and, you know, the heartbreak there, too. Um, we both kind of had similar situations like that, getting into relationships that were not healthy in, you know, several different ways. And, getting to a place where I remember thinking this is not good for me yeah I cannot live my life like this how do I get out yeah and um it took me a long time because I was scared yeah you don't know um 
what to do. You don't know what the right thing to do because you don't know, you know, that person that's quite unstable, what the reaction is going to be. Yeah. Um, so I am glad that I eventually followed my gut and just found the strength somewhere yeah. to do that. Um, through that, I learned um, just a lot about standing up. I didn't have anybody. I knew, like, my friends didn't like him. I knew my family didn't care for him. But nobody came and stood up to say that to me. Really? And that really impacted me because I felt so alone. Wow. And now I think about that. If I, you know, am in talking with somebody or somebody shares a story or, you know, a friend or something, or I think forward to my kids, like I will be up front with that and just, Mm -hmm. are you okay? It really can start with a simple conversation as that. Yeah. Are you okay? How is this going? You don't have to even share like, I don't like, you know, X, Y, and Z that this person is doing, but just to be asked the question and be there that could lead to that conversation um, to be supportive, to help somebody because you truly never know. Yeah. It might all look fine on the outside um, or not. And so if you have any inkling, you know, whether it's a friend or family member, I just, um, I feel so strongly about that now. Yeah. To like get in that uncomfortable space and reach out and ask the question. At least they know that somebody's there. Whether they want to talk or not. So then you knew you were in a bad place, but you just wanted someone to reach out to you to talk about it. You didn't want to reach out to them because like you didn't want to admit to yourself that he was bad or the whole thing was bad or. I don't. I never thought about that. I never did. I didn't reach out to anybody. Um, Because I already knew nobody liked him. Yeah. Um, Because they had told you or just based off of like social cues when he's around. and It was uncomfortable. It was very isolating. So I really kind of pulled back from a lot of uh, relationships and situations and Mm. things like that. So the dynamics of things changed. Um, But I never... I never did. I guess, yeah, that is interesting. I never thought about that. And maybe it was because I didn't know exactly what to ask. And I was fearful of. The other thing, too, I think I was like, I didn't want anybody else to be involved or Mm. be held responsible, you know, is what he would make me think. Um, So, anyway, I just, yeah, I really have a heart for that now. So... Which I think is amazing because you wouldn't have known that otherwise. And now you do know the importance of maybe that person is hiding behind a smile Mm -hmm. and they just need a hand. Yeah. Reaching out to them. Yeah. Or even in people sharing their stories um, or like, you know, relationships or whatever. And then just to be like, hey, girl, like, or guy, you know, whoever it is. You know that's not normal, right? Right. Because that's the other thing. When you get caught in a not healthy relationship, I mean, I was really told lies over and over so many times that I really started believing a different story. Mm-hmm. And I lost the ability to really stand up enough and think for myself enough. Oh. Like, got in a space of that to where 
you just like, well, I'm just here. Yeah. You know, and so um, I think when we're in it, sometimes you can't see. You can't see a different perspective, a different side or the light. Mm -hmm. And so you're maybe not even aware. Yeah. That it's not a healthy situation. That's true because of subtle movements on the side of someone who can be a narcissist or have narcissistic tendencies or is just a flat out bad person because they're just our bad eggs. Like that's a reality in our world. And you can just start feeling like so blissful and great. And I remember I read an article not long ago that talked about how it felt so almost comforting to feel like, oh, this he was possessive of our relationship because it was so precious to him. And then it kind of started like that. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And yeah. then withdrawing from people, which it sounds like yeah. that's where how you felt. And mm-hmm. then obviously you wanted someone to reach out and ask you if you're okay. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm surprised that no one like, you knew that they didn't like him, but that they never were like, Kelsey, he's so bad for you. Yeah. Because I had multiple people say that to me. Really? So, especially my dad. My dad did not stand this guy or could not stand this guy yeah. and made it very clear how he felt. And um, then, you know, being a typical teenager, I dated him anyway and had to sneak around about it. And then I, I always felt so guilty about it. And then I eventually told my dad about all of it whenever it did eventually implode because it did. But it was just, I. I wonder what it would have been like had he not said anything. Mm-hmm. But, ugh. I mean, I'm glad yeah. he did. I'm glad, but then I didn't listen, but then I did. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, I mean, I could have gone without that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but there are things that, um, with everything comes to us for a reason. And I honestly believe that. So it's something that I gone, you know, I went through, I survived it mm-hmm. and came out stronger and a better person on the other side. Right. I really learned, I think after that, my self-worth, like what I was actually worthy of. Yeah. When it came to somebody loving me, because I was told the complete opposite, that I was not worthy <sighs> of this, that, you know, nobody else would ever love me as much and just the worst things yeah and so when you finally take that stand and like no i remember i was told myself i'm like if i see one red flag i don't care what it is like i'm i'm just done and i was not going to be in a serious relationship until i knew like that it was i felt safe and it was good and then that was brandon (laughs) so yeah fancy that so how much longer was it after you ended that bad relationship until you met Brandon? Um, I want to say it was between eight to 10 months. Oh, wow. Okay. So, there so was it was a, a good stretch of time. Of time. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I just kind of worked on just my self-confidence again, loving yeah. myself. I was full on working at that time. Um, so I just kind of poured myself into that, took care of myself. Um, and I had friends, and I'd go out on dates and just casually dated, but not any, like, relationship, because I was just, I, I'm like, I can't go there. I was just so protective yeah. of myself. 
So. Which is good because yeah. you could have very easily fallen back into a pattern like that, not necessarily with him, but with somebody mm-hmm. else. So, right. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So then, Brandon, uh, you told me something before we started recording that I hadn't heard before. So I want you to share that. (laughs) Okay. So um, I graduated nursing school in December of 2004. And my roommate at the time, her sister lived in Kansas City. So we planned to come down and visit her and go out and celebrate. And so we went out. Yes, we met at a bar. (laughs) And um, we went out to... Westport to Cactus Cafe at the time. (laughs) And that's where I met him. And, of course, we had plenty to drink that night. Lots of fun. But no plan to ever see him again. or Mm -hmm. Right? Um, And I truly didn't remember what he looked like. (laughs) Um, We hadn't taken any pictures together or anything. So I really had no reference after that time that we left. But he called me the next day. And I was like, who is this? And he's like, Brandon, we met last night. Oh, yeah. And so we talked for weeks on the phone. And he was like, I really want you to come down and just we can meet up again and you can meet my friends. He was still in college at the time. And I was like, I don't know. Okay, let me think about it. So we keep talking. And, you know, back then when, like, an actual conversation was the thing. Yes. To do. (laughs) Like, you would sit on the phone for right. hours. And they weren't right. cell phones either. They were the phones that were connected yes. to the wall. Yeah. The cord. And the ones to... that the kids are like, what is this? Yeah. Relic? <laughs> we would talk for hours and hours. And so I told my roommate, I said, he wants me to come down. And she's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, let's make a pros and cons list. <laughs> so we did. <laughs> and there, the pros outweighed the cons. I wish I still had this list. But... I'm pretty sure the cons were, it was like four hours away. She couldn't come with me, so I was going to have to drive by myself. And I didn't remember what he looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, eventually I went with the pro side and I blindly drove, not blindly drove (laughs) down, but I drove down and we blindly kind of met again and had a blind date. And we shared that story a little bit, how we... Made me meet him at a really nice restaurant. Yes. But then we ended eating at a drive-thru Wendy's. Yes. So, yeah, that was fun. But um, then talking about Valentine's Day, we were talking about, like, what were some of our memories? Yeah. Um, so then after that, it was January. We really kind of hit it off, started talking every day. Um, and oh, I, so I drove down and met him. And we went through that. I met all his friends, all this. I'm like, okay, I really, this is a really good guy. And then I went and surprised him for his birthday. That was the end of January. And then that's when we officially started dating. So then we spent that first Valentine's together, February 2005. And I wrote him this, I started a scrapbook for him with these (laughs) pictures that we had taken when we hung out with his friends. And I was like, we'll fill these pages with all these memories and all this stuff. And wrote him this letter and I mean mind you this is like we've been talking for six weeks maybe (laughs) but I just knew I had already I knew at that point like he was going to be the one that I would marry and so in this letter it had all these things in it all except for the words I love you and so we still joke about that to this day he's like if any 
other guy read that, they probably would have went running, like, you know, scared. But And the scrapbook was a gift to him, or you made it for you? No, it was a, a gift for him. Okay. Yes. Because that also makes me, um, you yeah. know, in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, where yes. she makes a scrapbook of yeah. our future family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Which oh is what? That's his favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which also adds up. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, that's one of my first Valentine's memories. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We, I, I feel like a lot of effort used to be put into Valentine's Day for each other. Mm-hmm. I will confidently say that is not the case anymore. Yes. And I honestly don't care. Right. I I have zero expectation of coming home and, you know, actually, I do have a really good story. That one blew my socks off. But I just, I don't expect that. And I don't feel like I have to have that in my life to feel loved and fulfilled and right. and like a special day was made. But did that change like when you had a family, when you had kids or have you always had that perspective? Like when you guys oh. met and dated. Oh, no, I wanted him to make me feel like the princess of the world. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely changed after okay. having kids and having been together for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I expected him to pull out all the stops whenever we were dating. And I do have pictures of our first Valentine's together. And we went to Applebee's because in Ottawa, that is like the nicest it was the nicest place you could uh-huh. go at the time and that's also where our first wait was that where our first date was no we went to olive garden because we drove into olathe anyway so um maybe it was our first hangout i don't even know but so we go to applebee's and uh that's maybe that's adding to why i hate applebee's <laughs> so much <laughs> i don't know but i did always have like these romantic notions of Ooh, Valentine's Day is going to be so great and blah, blah, blah. And this is what I need. And he got me one of those, you know, those ginormous teddy bears that you could set on the couch. Like I wanted one and he got that for me and we kept it up until Danica was little. Like it used to sit in her room. And then I was finally like, this thing is huge. It's like taller than me. I don't need this huge teddy bear taking up so much space. But oh, yeah, I just I wanted to be celebrated and I wanted to be all of these things and then maybe it's like you know when you're on cruise control in your mid-30s you're just like i i don't need that to feel loved yeah but what i do need is like help in the kitchen and helping with the kids and putting away laundry and yeah and and that could be like going into a whole other topic here but what my absolute favorite one which i cannot believe i couldn't didn't remember this it was just It happened in this house. So it was just a couple years ago. And it was in our season of our house construction being a full-on disaster. And I don't know that I've ever really talked about that on here. But um, 2018 was kind of just a terrible year for our marriage on based almost solely on buying this house, gutting it, and then our contractors up and leaving us. And I mean, you were there because you guys walked through all of it with us, but it was a profoundly terrible year. So I think it was in 2019 um, because I don't feel like it was post-pandemic, but I don't, I don't know. I'll have to look up and see what year it was. But Jacob's like, you know what? I just want you to have a you day. So go get a massage, like get your nails done, do whatever you want to do and then come home for dinner. And he had a very specific time. And I thought that was kind of odd, but 
It was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, we do odd things all the time. So I was like, oh, maybe he has a reservation, whatever. So I get a text as I'm close. And he was like, okay, you need to don't come in the front door, come in through the garage. I'm like, okay, weird. And I walk in and we have this little pocket door situation out of our mudroom. And on it said something like, welcome to Eaton Cafe. And my little boys were dressed up to the nines as servers and like the maitre d'. Danica was dressed up as well. And Jacob and the kids had cooked me a meal and we had a candlelight dinner at the table and the kids just kind of sat adoringly in the kitchen and they were our servers. They brought us like the food and the drinks. Jacob made a menu, like not that I could order anything other than what he had already made, (laughs) but it was the amount of effort he put into it that, I mean, that'll be etched on my heart forever, Mm -hmm. but I did not expect that. And even looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how he pulled that off because I always had this plan in mind of one day when he comes home from work, I'm going to have the kids be with grandma and grandpa and I'm going to be dressed like in a beautiful dress that I know he loves. And then we're going to have a romantic dinner at home. And then that never happened. I had never shared this idea with him. And then he did that. So I was like, oh, well, now I can't do it because uh, he already topped this. Nothing will top that. (laughs) But I just, outside of that, I love that. And Jacob's a huge romantic. And I feel like it was probably evident to anyone listening to our first episode of how he talks. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that's who he is. And I love that about him. But I feel like I'm, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't need that to happen to feel super loved and special. But I mean, I bawled my face off that entire evening. I just couldn't believe how cool that was. Yeah. But I, I feel like that. my focus now is like, I want my kids to have a good Valentine's yeah. Day. I want them to feel special. Yeah. I want them to feel loved and all of and that all the fun and giddiness yeah of it all. yeah we were talking about that how like we get really annoyed about like they have to have these valentine's boxes yes <laughs> oh and like the effort and all that and um just yes all those things whether they're into it or not into it and yes. then you end up doing it mm-hmm. or it's just like whatever they go to school with a target bag yeah but yes you they know? do <laughs> um and so then we were talking and i was like i have to remind myself when i'm feeling that way and like this is in the grand scheme of things like you want to share this story to them like mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things yes this is a fun day but you can share your love every day yes is how we should love one another mm-hmm. but this is all fun and great grand but wait till you're older, like you'll understand, right? But they're kids. They need to be kids. Yeah. And I have to remind myself to find joy in that and meet them in that space mm-hmm. and put my feelings aside yeah. of like, I don't, we don't need all this. We don't need gifts and all that. But they live for that kind of stuff. Yes, they're they kids, do. And so they should. And so I always have to have that conversation continually in my head. Okay, Kelsey, this is for them. You did this. Yeah. When you were a kid, it looked a little different. I don't know if mm-hmm. we, I don't think we did boxes, but I don't remember. I don't, yeah, that's what I'm, if we did do boxes, it looked nothing like the boxes that I see today in elementary yeah. school, because these are some immaculate looking boxes and some have even like creative ways to put it in the hole for mm-hmm. like one I saw was like a slide situation. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm in my 30s. I don't need an art project like that. Right. Because I'm also not very good at it. So it's not going to look great. (laughs) But yeah, it's, I don't feel like I had 
boxes growing up. I think we just had each had like a paper bag. Like I a think we did sack too. lunch or type of bag. If we did do boxes, we probably made them at school. Oh yeah. In art or something. Like out of um, an actual shoe box. Yeah. Because why does it need to be the size of an Amazon delivery mm-hmm. package? I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, if that's your thing, it's awesome. It's right. Fun. Yes. But I, I did have one teacher, um, or they didn't. They asked not to do that because for that reason, some kids who didn't have the ability or yeah. the supplies or stuff, she's like, "This isn't meant to have anybody felt left out yeah. or less than or sad and comparing." Like, oh, I don't have a box like that. Yeah. Um, to just. She did bags, and they all got to decorate them there. Yeah. And I loved that idea. I think that's so great, because you are being hyper-aware that, you know, not everyone is the same, and not everyone has access to the same things. Mm -hmm. And it can be abundantly clear, you know, that, you know, parents spent time and money on a situation like this, because, uh, yeah, you and I were talking about earlier that when Danica had her very first box, and we show up to elementary school... And hers was made out of a shoebox, and it had a slit in it for the Valentines, and then she, like, colored it. And we were, like, so proud of her. So great. And we show up, and there's these just, like, castle of boxes that kids are walking out of the car and the couple cars that had to park because the parents had to carry it in for the kid. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. I didn't get that memo. Yeah. Like, well... (laughs) Good thing you don't seem to care a lot that yours doesn't look anything like that. But the next year, of course, you betcha, she cared because she's yeah. like, oh, we can actually try on it this time. I'm like, sure, let's go mm. with that. Yeah. But it, like you said, if that is your thing, I love that for you. Yeah. I think that's great. I can do not have the mental capacity or honestly the specific creativity that I think it takes to do that sort of thing. They do now have like actual kits you can buy at the store. Seriously? Yeah. So literally you just need a shoebox and then you can buy the kit to make like it into a dinosaur or something. Oh my gosh. So there are ways to go about it to make it a little more, a little easier. Yeah. I just try to meet my kids where they're at. Like, yeah. What, what's your idea? What do you want to yeah. do? If they don't care, then I hope we'd come up with a little something, but it's, we've never done anything extravagant. By any yeah. Means. So, and they've been fine with that. Actually, this will be Aiden's first year to do one. Oh, they, okay. And they just sent home the letter, which I need to look at. But so it'll be interesting to see where yeah. I can't imagine him. What he wants to do yeah. and all of that. And uh, yeah. And then picking out the Valentine's, I was actually just telling Jacob since we are going to be gone next week that, and it's kind of our, I almost said PTA break. That's not what it's called. Parent teacher break from school conferences all of that and so i was telling him that i am going to take the kids today or tomorrow to target to just pick out their valentines and i'm not talking about danica because i'm pretty sure she's not going to do that (laughs) um at the middle school level but then the boys they love doing that just the simplistic like grabbing a box off the shelf that costs 250 and then these are their valentines and they they love that but in the past like, I was the one filling them out. And I love that our second grade teacher in the email specifically said, here's the list of names, and I want them to handwrite on every single yep. one. And I was like, yes, because it's good practice, it number is. one. Yeah. But it's also, there's more, like, intentionality behind it. And, of course, cards nowadays aren't like, I love your face, you're so beautiful. Like, it's, what what was a cute one that had, like, slime, and it said, like, 
you're the slime to my something. Obviously, it was meaningful because I remember what it said. <laughs> but it's just like cutesy little things yeah. now. Like so, it. yeah, that's our plan over the next couple of days. So that way they can get a head start on writing all of the Valentines. Mm-hmm. I need to get on that, too. So then that's like school mm-hmm. things. Do you guys do anything tradition wise or anything for your kids or family at home then for Valentine's? Yeah. So we usually do each kid gets something. <laughs> I don't remember what. Um, we had these. They were from a Target bin and it was a big heart shaped envelope. And it was supposed to be oh, like yeah. from Cupid. Mm-hmm. And then we had three and then each one would have like a nerd's rope in it and a um, letter from us, just an individual letter for the kids. Like, this is how much we love you. You're so special, all this stuff. And then I want to say like a $5 Sonic gift card. So then there was just something little because we we try not to do really big gifts when we can help it. That's not always the case. But, um, but just enough to f- make it feel like this is really special and this is yeah. for me. And my kids love Sonic. Like they, and getting a special Sonic drink is just the best thing ever to them. So even Danica still, and like she and her friends like to go get Sonic drinks. So yeah, I think that's what we do. But then as a family, um, last year we had dinner with friends, but in the past, like we, we will have a Valentine's dinner, but we don't, it doesn't have to fall on Valentine's Day okay. because yeah. we pretty much avoid going out in right. the Kansas City area That's, on Valentine's Day. Yeah, kind of a nightmare. It's just, in a, it's not worth it to yeah. us, um, especially with three kids. But what about you and your family and your kids? So um, Valentine's kind of the look of it changed when Charlie was born because her yeah. birthday is on Valentine's <laughs> Day. So, which. Eh. I still have a bone to pick with my husband on that one because I birthed his child on Valentine's Day and I didn't get anything for that Valentine's. What? Nor for birthing his child. So, yes, honey, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I still think about that. All right, make up for it now. Um, still, Brandon. <laughs> but ever since then, so now it's um, it's her birthday. Yeah. And so it's just changed kind of for us. But... As kids, Valentine's still exciting for them. Yeah. And so it's important to her. Obviously, and then Aiden, it's not his birthday, but to still celebrate it. Yeah. So we typically, um, Brandon, over the past couple of years, he gets us flowers. Usually, each of us get a little bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. and a card. And we usually get the kids a card. And I usually get him a book and then like a candy or something. It's something small. And we have yeah. it sitting out on the counter. So when they get up, they get oh, it before fun. school so then or it's whatever. There. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that idea. And then since it's her birthday, then she usually gets to pick where we eat or what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on where it falls, you know, day of the week wise, kind of what we go from there. Growing up, my mom always made a meal at home and it was candlelit and she'd get out the china and made that really fun. So we've done that before, too. I've kind of carried that on and my kids like that. So we haven't talked about this year what we will do. I love that idea. I I might, Brenda, I might have to steal that yeah. because number one, I never use my china mm-hmm. ever. I've used it three times and one of the times you were here for dinner. Um, I just, I don't know why I'm so scared of using it or I just, I honestly don't think about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's a fun idea. It was just to something just, like she just made it extra, that made it extra special enough yeah. you know, to fun. And she even did that like through high school because we remember yeah. that as being older kids. So um, that was really fun. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I also just had this memory pop in of 
in elementary school, well, and I'm sure it happened all the way through high school, like certain parents would send gifts to the school and then you'd have to come pick it up Mm. and all of that. And in elementary school, they would kind of like throughout the day come in and say, oh, so-and-so, you got this. And then you'd walk up and get it and take it back to your desk. And um, there had been a couple years of me not getting anything. And I know I wasn't a subtle child, so I'm sure I said something to my parents. (laughs) And one year they they like left. It was kind of close to the end of the day, so I knew I wasn't getting anything. And then um, the whoever it was, secretary, came back in. And she was like, oh, we have one more we forgot. And she was like, Emily Bryan. And I had no idea who it was from. Again, I thought it was going to be from a secret admirer. Right. It was not. It was from my mom. <laughs> and <laughs> I still have the, I don't know where it's at, but I know I have it. It was a little Beanie Baby cat. Oh, And I... I just like I can't I can never part with that because she gave it to me and it was I remembered feeling like a very special girl. Yes. (laughs) So those are things I have to remember. Yes. They're just they are so important and impressionable. Right. To the kids. Yeah. And think about that. Like we still remember those things. Yes. Right. So I think that's what's important is to come up with whatever that is for you because those little traditions that might seem ridiculous to us, you know now in the grand scheme of things in life um are so special and fun to them and they will remember it when they're older right so yeah well so we this is so funny we're almost 50 minutes in and we were able to chat about so many things including heavy stuff with heartbreak and learning love again and going into this episode because we shared friends we do a lot of prep work here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and I hope you sense the sarcasm because we we were kind of melting into the chairs like how are how are we going to talk about this how could this be interesting how can conversation flow and so we both get on our phones and look up the history of Valentine's Day because we think that would be cool to share yeah, that'd be a good place to start it was not it, it was, was too not. overwhelming and. We're sorry, St. Valentine, but we just yes. could not go there today. We couldn't. And the like your article versus mine, because it's all from what we understood from, again, our extensive research <laughs> time was that no one can really pinpoint the actual start of it. Right. And it it like one thing you read said it started because of this. And then I read something about a festival of something. And it just we were like, OK, this is not really it doesn't make sense right. to share. So, if you want to learn about Valentine's Day, it's not going to be from these ladies here. Yeah. <laughs> Google is your friend. Just give it a quick Google. Pull up. Um, we found a couple like what seemed like pretty reputable websites and uh, just dive deep into that. And then maybe you want to tell your friends. But I can say it was enough that we just weren't going to share all of that on here. So... Yeah, but happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy next Valentine's Day. Monday. It's kind of weird that it's on a Monday. I don't know why that's weird to me, but yeah, it's also know. Charlie's birthday. So yes, she's so excited. Fun. She's already planning all the things. Yeah, this is a big one. It is it's a big the one. First, oh gosh, like, it's gonna be double big digits. one. I mean, not first big one because all birthdays are big. I know, but yes, but it does 10. feel really big. I had a big struggle with ten. Actually, I really struggle with nine because I was like, I've only, I've had her nine years and I only get nine more and then she's gone forever, which I, is too I much know. to be I said upset that about. I to Brandon the other night. I'm like, oh my gosh, she'll only be here for eight more years. It's crazy. I mean, not, but, but you know. Yeah, you know. it's, 
That's how time is a thief. It's how it goes. That's why you should live life. Every day is Valentine's Day. Oh, I like that. It is. And just make the people you love feel special and also let them know that they're special and how loved they are. Because we don't need a commercialized holiday to do it. Which I love. It can be that. It can be all the things. And have fun with it. But then truly, like, just love well. And I think, like, as we hear other people's stories and we share our own stories and just keep, you know, everyday life, I just am reminded of it over and over of how important it is to just love well. Yes. And to speak and and let your people know. Yeah. Because we don't do that often enough, I don't think. We get reserved or you get just comfortable in the motion mm-hmm. you know in the everyday life and you kind of forget yeah so yeah yeah i love that live every day like it's valentine's day yeah <laughs> and just love well yeah i i i could do that yeah i like that and then for all you romantics out there you're like heck yeah that's perfect and then it maybe you aren't so good at sharing your heart with others We'd encourage you to do so. Yeah. Even uh, if it's your friends. Right. You know? um, yeah. I think it's so wonderful. And hopefully, I'm thinking back of what we've talked about, like, hopefully we didn't, like... Depress anybody. Depress anybody. <laughs> or really paint Valentine's in a bad light. Yes. Because we're like, oh, after we had kids, it just, yeah. we don't care. Like, we don't really care. <laughs> and then we're like... It is not true. And then make every day Valentine's. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to give the listeners whiplash. It is. <laughs> like, wait, yep. I'm doing it to myself right now. But I think, I, I, I'm sure the point came across that we don't need the romanticized notions of chocolates and flowers to feel loved and special. Right. And I think that that's, that's true. But do we dislike those things? Uh, no, Absolutely we not. love them. Do we appreciate them outside of Valentine's Day? Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, that that is funny. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you said it. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we're ridiculously imperfect. We we'll are. start talking about one thing and then tell you why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, this is a good time for us to move into our wrap-up. Yeah. All right, you want to start us off? Sure. How about, uh, do you have a favorite type of Valentine's candy? Ooh, um, yes. So, you know those candy hearts that were in the little box and they taste like chalk? Sweet tarts made sweet hearts. And so it's like the sweet tart. Mm -hmm. I love anything sour or tart. I always have, ever since I was little. And so when they started making those, I would, um, those were just my favorite. Yes. I loved those. I like those, too. Um, peppermint patties are one of my favorite. And on Valentine's Ooh. Day, they make them in the shape of a heart. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I like those. You know go-to. what? I don't like peppermint patties. Really? Yeah. Well, they're not sour. Well, and they're <laughs> peppermint. That's a dumb sentence. No, so you don't they're, like peppermint. They're chocolate and peppermint, right? Mm-hmm. So like the creamy center? I had a peppermint schnapps incident that I have just... It kind of ruined peppermint for me forever and ever. But I also just don't like mint and chocolate. So, like, those Andes and any – is a Klondike bar, is that mint? Or is that just ice cream? 
cream. I'm not a huge ice cream fan either. But yeah. <laughs> so mint and chocolate. I just that's just not my thing. Good mix. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never. It does not taste good to me. So when a dessert has like a mint syrup over the chocolate, I'm like, why would you ruin it? Oh. Yeah. It's just, anyway. Okay. I'm, I'm weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not weird. Uh, do you prefer to cook or to bake? Cook for me. Um, I like to cook. Uh, baking, I can bake, but I'm not a homemade baker, like from scratch. <laughs> I can do it. I have done it. Um, but it's not my thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't have the patience for it. I'm, I'm just like, if I could get it out of a box and, you know, do it, make it that way. That it, works for me. Yeah. Nope. I Like understand. a cake mix or something. Yeah. Um, cookies i can make cookies from scratch like i have a lot of my grandma's recipes i can handle that that's fine um but yeah i prefer to cook because i feel like with cooking i don't have to be as precise on a recipe Mm -hmm. or things like that and i am good about being more spontaneous like figuring out seasons and stuff on my own yeah baking i feel a little bit insecure on like i feel like it has to be very precise Uh, or i'll mess it up yeah and yeah I will never forget, I was at my old house, and it was one of the first times you guys had come over, and it was, I think, a community group situation, and you had store-bought something, and you set it down, and you were like, these are semi-homemade, and I could not understand what you were saying, because I was like, why would you home-make something, and then put it in the store container, and then bring it to somebody's house? Like, I was just like, what? And then now that I know you much, much better, uh, I totally get it. That's a very Kelsey thing. That is my and thing. And you still say it. I These am. are semi-homemade. I'm all about semi-homemade. If it is from a box or if it's store-bought and I can repurpose it into a home container, <laughs> hey, it works. <laughs> semi-homemade. <laughs> I'm still bringing it with love. This is so great. To and share. I, I'm pretty sure I've said that to people now, too, because I just love that. Um I prefer cooking as well. I've, I, (laughs) I should back up. I hated cooking as a child and I'm Guatemalan. My mom was from Guatemala. And when her mom and sisters would come into town, like they would have make tamales and it would take all day. And I remember like the times that they asked for my help, I would just moan and groan the whole time. And I hated it. I mean, I would do anything to go back now and learn how to make those yeah. the way that we did because um, they were so good. But I and then after she died and my, it was my dad and I like he had his couple signature meals that he would make that I love and I just didn't cook and was kind of terrible at it. And it was a lot of trial and error the first year of our marriage, a lot of, and we couldn't afford a lot. So we had a lot of rice and beans, mm-hmm. which is funny because that's a Dave Ramsey thing too, where he's yeah. like, if you can't afford a lot of rice and beans, I'm like, hey, that rice was beans, beans and rice. a lot of our first year of marriage was rice and beans, um, which is funny now because my stomach totally couldn't handle that yeah. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but I just, I love cooking. I love, I love the opportunity to feed my family. I love experimenting with new recipes i love learning from other people and seeing how they do things i'm not always very adventurous with what i cook but um, because we just have certain limitations with allergies in our home but i i love cooking you're so good at it too oh thank you for my birthday one year she made a full like asian spread oh yeah from scratch that was yummy that was so good and so cool of you to do that 
Oh. Because I'm sure you just had all of those ingredients in your pantry. Of course. <laughs> I had the chicken out back. and <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, that was so fun. Okay, last one. Do you have a pet peeve? <laughs> or one that you want to share? <laughs> I'm like, uh, hang on, Jacob. Cover your ears. Um, I'm totally kidding. Kind of. Uh, so, one of my pet peeves is when people improperly use... For example, there, there, and there. They are all spelled differently based on the context of what you are talking about. Same with two, two, and two. I, my, my teacher in seventh grade was wonderful, and he really helped drill that into my brain, how it's supposed to work. And so then whenever people miswrite things or don't even understand that it's wrong, I'm like, how do you not know that that's not the right two? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, I guess that's a pet peeve of mine is that I'm very, when it comes to grammar, I I expect everyone to know what I know. And then that's, is unrealistic. And then I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Um, toilet paper, like refilling toilet paper Ooh. must be an impossible feat. It is. Um, I just don't understand that. And I am the one that's always left with none to be found. Isn't that so fun? It's just how that happens. I don't know. But I will just want to say quickly, we were laughing before because well, immediately our first pet peeves all went towards our husbands. <laughs> yes. And we were like, wait a second, we're going to be talking about love and Valentine's Day. So we don't want to put them down. Yeah. Um, we have several others. But anyway, it's just so funny how that works. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Especially when it's fresh because mine happened yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you boys oh my goodness yes we do so happy valentine's day to everyone yes. happy valentine's day to our kids and our families and friends everybody out there i hope however you celebrate if you celebrate you have a great day yeah tell somebody how much they mean to you yeah. tell somebody you love them or just call somebody up and have yeah. a chat Right. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a romantic thing. No, not at all. And that's where I think there's an opportunity missed because it can be just a, you know, a a notion of friendship and love in friendship, which is very, very real. But if you haven't experienced it yet, you might not know that there, there is a love there and it's not a romantic love, but it's just like a, you're my person love. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Be bold, be brave. Tell people how you feel. Yeah. Be kind. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to start reading all the things on the wall. Be creative. <laughs> be you. <laughs> we have a spread on the wall that I realized that the first one I said, be bold. And it says, be bold. And I'm like, oh, now I'm just copying what everything on the wall says. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, then I'll read this one over here. And so until next time, keep it ridiculously imperfect. Thanks for listening to Ridiculously Imperfect. You can find us on Facebook at Ridiculously Imperfect, on Instagram at Ridiculously Imperfect Podcast, or at RidiculouslyImperfect.com. This podcast is produced by Emily Eaton and Kelsey Foster. Our sound engineer is Isaac Moreno with Kingdom Come Studios. Until next time, keep keep it ridiculously ridiculously imperfect. imperfect.